how do you how do you beat the giants you have to play the game i think according to a different set of rules and i think a good uh, to keep using the same drum a good way to do that is to be authentic for you and have a story that actually captures people's imaginations Hey everyone, it's Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Okay, today we're going to be talking about an interesting subject, and that's about attracting and retaining new customers. In fact, it's the Digital Marketer's Blueprint, Proven Tactics to Attract and Retain New Customers. We're also going to be talking about some of the most effective strategies our guests has also uh, within our guest 19 years in the e-com business, what has it taught them and the common mistakes that 99% of businesses are making and why they fail. So welcome to the Lunch with Norm, Amazon, e at Amazon FBA and e-commerce podcast. All right. Today, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about the digital marketer blueprint, proven tactics for attracting and retaining customers. Our guest is CEO of Orion Digital. I hope I said that right, Matt. Uh, that was the same the last time you were on. He is a well-versed in e-commerce as an e-commerce entrepreneur, generating over seven, uh, 75 million in worldwide sales, and a coach who has a combined turnover of $100 million. He's also the host of the Ecom podcast, where he chats with experts in the field of e-commerce on how to grow and develop online business. I'm going to welcome back to the podcast, Matt Edmondson. But before we do that, let's have a word from our sponsor. Launching and products isn't like it used to be. To successfully launch your product, you need to hit that algorithm from all sides. Driving external sales, boosting social signals, and increasing product listing engagement are fundamental to success. Rebate is the first and only launch platform that delivers across this broad range. Get your product featured on Amazon.Live through Rebate's Influencer Program. With this service, your product gets instant exposure to large audiences of shoppers and permanent placement on Amazon Influencer Storefront, which drives perpetual sales. Run a sweepstakes campaign on Rebate and connect with shoppers off Amazon. And lastly, drive external sales with tried and true deals campaigns. Visit Rebate.com today and get started with your 14-day free trial. Okay, let's bring on the boy blunt. No, the boy blunder's not around today. He's got the flu. Let's bring on the producer of the people. <laughs> That's a little different. <laughs> You like Welcome it? Hayden, yes. <laughs> the producer for the people. <laughs> That's right. How That's are right. you? I'm great. How's your Monday going? 
Oh, it's going pretty good. It's Monday. Yes. yes. I, <clears throat> I sorry about the cough. Hopefully, I was far enough away from the mic. But I, <laughs> hey, I wanted to give you a, a just a brief update on what's been going on with zero to a hundred thousand uh, follower challenge. So we started last week uh, going out on TikTok, showing people uh, the beginning stages, phase one, primarily focusing on planning, uh, putting out two to three TikToks a day. Uh, we got a, we got, we did get a, a, a approximately 30, 40 new followers, nothing huge, but I wasn't expecting that. Um, over on our other TikTok channel, we've been doing a little bit of, and that's uh, Lunch with Norm Deals or LWN Deals. Uh, we saw, we put up about six uh, product videos and we only have around seven followers. So we can always use the followers, if you know what I mean, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Um, but the big news over at the Lunch with Norm deal site is looking really great. I know we do have to uh, format it, but we got a lot more deals going up there every day. And our Facebook. So I didn't talk, talk to you about this, but um, we we've got a couple of memes that took off. So we were getting uh, 10 likes or 20 likes, but we had two memes, one on Friday that reached uh, 35,000 people, okay, organically. There's, it was not promoted. Um, so this is organic, non-promoted uh, post. We've, we re received over 100 likes on that. And I'm talking about for the page, we had, I think something like, I, I don't know, it might've been, I, I'm saying, thinking over a hundred shares, well over a hundred shares and a ton of likes. So an engagement was uh, crazy. Like it was like 500 uh, people were engaging on it. Same thing. We did this yesterday and we're already at 7,500 uh, people reached uh, with some really great engagement. So uh, this is what I'm going to be bringing out in the uh, journal on TikTok about just keep going, keep going, keep going, and one of these things will hit. So it's all about engagement. If you're getting one or two people liking your product, so just for example, um, I put up a deal for the day yesterday, and I believe we've already got 63 likes. Not huge, but it's 63 likes that are on, that people have actually clicked on that like the product. Now I just got to get them to buy. And it's like 70 or 80% off. So there's no reason why they wouldn't. So anyways, I just wanted to give you that follow-up. Uh, anything to say, Hayd? Yeah. Have you thought about dancing with your products? Don't even... I think that would get a lot of likes. You think so? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Or maybe that could be for the Patreon. Does your voice get on your nerves too? <laughs> Oh, you know it. <laughs> like anyway, anyways, yeah, I haven't thought about dancing. That might be later on. Uh, <laughs> I, I just try to stick with walking. But um, anyway, what do you got to say? I'm sure you have something about smashing things, don't you? Yes, of course, everyone. You know the drill. Make sure you smash the like buttons here and on <laughs> Dad's dancing TikTok channel, his private TikTok channel. Um, you can also follow us on Spotify and on Apple uh anywhere you listen to your podcast we're there so uh, make sure you follow us there um stick around we're going to be doing a giveaway later in the show as well um so make sure you enter with the hashtag wheel of kelsey or wheel of hayden if you're if you want to be on my good side 
Um, and I believe that's it. Very uh, good. Okay. Yeah. So if you have questions today, I think it's going to be a great podcast. Uh, Matt's awesome. I think the last time he was on, we got a ton of questions. So get them in early. It's about digital marketing strategies. And I mean, we might go down some other rabbit holes, but throw your questions or comments uh, in the comment section. And now just sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee. I did. And welcome, Matt. Well, good evening. Uh, it's great to be with you. I'm sorry, Norm. I'm, I'm just... Uh... I'm just thinking of what those dancing videos would look like. It would not be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I nearly spat my tea out when that came up as a possibility. Really yeah, yeah, leave that to Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a bunch of uh, uh, listeners on right now. The people in the comments, I just wanted to give a quick hi to Luke, Chuck, Marina, Rad, Howard. Howard, we just did a live podcast with you the other day, and I think it went really well. Um, Andrew, Simon, he's in your neck of the woods, uh, Matt. Okay. And I think that's it. So welcome, everybody. Matt, uh, let's get started. This is a huge topic. Where should we even yeah. start with this? Oh man, I don't know. Can I just say it's good to be back? Thanks for for having me on the show. I'm I've been looking forward to this all day. It's it's five p.m. here, uh, so it's towards the end of my day, and uh, so this is a good way to end it. Perfect, perfect. That's usually my bedtime, so uh, <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about some digital marketing strategies. So. What are some of the most effective digital marketing strategies for finding uh, new customers or growing a brand or business? I think there's, there's in my head, you yep. have to separate this idea of um, tactics and strategy. So there are, there are tactics that we can employ. Uh, an obvious one would be um, doing what you're doing on TikTok. That would be a tactic, right? How can I build an audience on TikTok? But I think strategy answers the question, well, should I actually audience on TikTok. Do you see what I mean? It, it kind of answers the, well, why would I want to do this? Does it make sense for me and my brand? And so I think you have to start with, um, I in my head, Norm, I like things really simple, right? And otherwise it just doesn't work. Uh, and so in my head, I have this this picture of two circles, if you, if you can uh, picture this. In one circle, uh, I call it uh, my story, as in me, the brand, me, the e-commerce business, me, the businessman. This is the reason why I've set the business up. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to achieve. My visions, my aims, my values, my whole meaning and purpose in the business. And then in the other circle, I have the customer's story. Um, as in, well, why, why do they want to buy this product? Why, what's their pain? What's their, what, what are they trying to solve? Where do they hang out? What kind of cafes do they drink at? What kind of clothes they like to wear? Even if I'm not saying clothes, I want to understand their story, you know, what they're what they're trying to achieve in life. And you usually find there's an overlap between my story and their story. And it's where those two circles overlap that I think branding takes place. That I think actually if you learn to operate in those in that area, that overlap, it always answers everything. So should I do TikTok reels? Well, what how does that work with my story? How does that work with my customer's story? For example, if my customers aren't on TikTok because they're all of a certain age and have no idea what TikTok is, does it make sense to do that? Yes or no, right? And so where that overlap is, then we can move into tactics. And that's normally where I'd start 
um, which I appreciate is a long answer to your question. Uh, understanding those two things, your story, the customer story, and where those overlap. But I really like what you were saying there with the two circles overlapping. Because once you do, and all that tells me is you got to know your audience, right? Yeah, totally. So, and why don't we talk about that for a, a little bit? So we've got brands, and I've seen this, and I'm sure you have too, where they're not marketing to me. Like they they think they are, but mm -hmm. they're way off base. You know, they are not marketing to an old guy bald with a beard. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're marketing to a tween, you know, a female <laughs> tween. It doesn't make sense. Why are they doing it? Because they haven't mm -hmm. done the research properly. Exactly. And they could even, if they wanted to, I, I've seen this done too, they could even create a separate brand, mm. separate packaging. And we've done that with uh, soap uh, to market to, like for us, mutters. These are guys, these are crazy people who like to run through obstacle courses and get filled with mud. Mm. And we market them. We say, get clean with mud. And we sell mm. Dead Sea Mud. But um, it's a different brand. And it's a different look. And we also, mm. like, and on that, we have grenade soap. Okay, so for the right-wing crowd, we mm -hmm. we have Dr. Tusk, a social conscious crowd. Um, and then we got uh, Dirty Bastard Soap for just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> and that probably outs so old is because it's a really cool name. Yeah, it's just, it's all merch. It's not soap. But anyways, um, these are, but you have to dig in know mm. your audience and i've said this before uh simon's probably heard it a million times uh but uh going to spark toro will really help out um that's uh ran fishkin's uh, uh app and it's just spark toro t-o-r-o and um he'll help it'll will help you uh find the influencers or the people that um are looking at your competitors or influencing mm -hmm. your competitors to better understand your marketplace. And also um, Scott Cunningham was on from digital marketers uh, about a month ago. Mm -hmm. And he's the guy he was, he was on for Shopify, but he has a course on building personas on a digital marketer. And it's great because if you take a little bit of research or pay, pay a, a VA or pay somebody on Upwork to go and do your research for you. But I, I think that's probably a, a the the first thing you want to do is understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I for me it's really it's really critical quite early on in the process is who who is buying my product and why are they buying it, uh, and 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 spending the time doing the research whether you outsource that whether you do it yourself, um, is you know is it, it it's worth the investment because it changes everything it changes your marketing it changes your messaging. Um, a question I get often asked by people starting out is what e-commerce platform should I use? Should I use Shopify? Should I use Squarespace? Should I use Wix? Should I use WordPress? Should I use this, that, or the other? You know, there's 25,000 platforms out there. Which one should I use? And the answer is, well, tell me about your customer. And inevitably, they can't. And you're kind of like, well, until you understand your customer, you don't know what the best platform is to serve them, right? So um, I think understanding your customer drives everything. You know, it drives how your website looks, the UX, all that, the language you use, the copy, the images, everything is driven by that uh, understanding. And uh, that's that's where you've got to invest the time. 
Right. I mean, this even helps you with your competitors. Like, let's say you go over to uh, Helium 10 and you're selling a bully stick. Well, I know, I'll, I'll just give you an example. So I know that there's a thousand bully sticks out there and there's a thousand six inch bully sticks, but you can drill down and be more specific. So I know that Kevin King has these really cool bully sticks that he was selling and they were made, they were actually made by a chef, the, the recipe, and there were three and everybody else was selling these bully sticks for next to nothing. He was selling three bully sticks for like 50 bucks or something. Mm -hmm. But um, that would be like, if I wanted to sell gourmet bully sticks, that's completely different than these other crappy yeah. ones that are out there. Mm -hmm. And if you don't go after that market and if you don't do your competitive research on your competitions properly, you're going to miss it as well when you're coming yeah, up totally. with your strategy. Yeah, totally. Totally agree. It's um, not that I know what a bully stick is. It's uh, a it's a dried uh, bull penis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not the target yeah. market. <laughs> Dog, dogs, dogs love them. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> there's no coming back from that is there really no, no. Um, uh, so, um so yeah i mean I, I i i totally agree you know and that's how you differentiate isn't it it's like you can take a product and you can um you can say what well, if i if i don't spend the time to understand the nuances of my customers and i'm selling whatever sunglasses then i'm i'm like everybody else selling sunglasses and it it just becomes you know a numbers game can i get enough people to come and buy this product because I just happen to find them at that point in time ready to buy. And you'll get one or two and it's, it's a volume, you know. Whereas if you understand the customer story, you can pitch your story very differently. We, instead of selling the sunglasses for 10 bucks like everybody else, you can sell them for 200 bucks, but there's yeah. a story associated with that that no one else has got. And um, I think it's that story which is really going to differentiate you going forward, you know. Right, exactly. And there's a lot of brands that you can see out there that that do that. It's a mm. plastic pair of sunglasses, no different than, uh, you know, the competitor. And one is, and I don't know about you, but I've seen this on Amazon quite a bit where you have the, the really crappy products, like they're just mm. chewing up your product. It's product cannibalization. Then you have mm. your average products and then you have these really highly perceived valued products that yeah. go for three, four, five times the amount and they're selling mm -hmm. because of the perception, because they know their audience. Yeah, exactly. Because it's interesting. A few years ago, we did this, um, we did this offer where you got a gift with purchase uh, on our website. And what we did was we found the company that manufactures candles for quite a well-known famous brand here in the uk right and they have stores in harrods and everywhere they're quite a well-known brand well we went and found the guys that were creating at least a good of their candles and some of their well-known essences and we could go i i want some of those candles please and these candles were selling for like 30 oh, let me do the translate maybe about 40 45 dollars right they were i mean they were not cheap candles and i was buying them uh, wholesale at three or four bucks a piece. Wow. Um, so I, I knew how much it cost to get them made. Um, and I knew, I, and I knew how much the people were willing to buy them. So what was the gap? What was the difference? You know, why was somebody, why was somebody willing to pay 45 bucks for something which cost three bucks to make? Mm 
And the answer in it has got to come down to there's a story which increases that perceived value. So if I took that same candle, it's exactly the same product, and I'm a new company, and I launch a website and I say, hey, this, this candle is 45 bucks. Well, I've got a problem because I'm, I'm competing on the same price level, but without the same story, if that makes sense. And so I'm, I'm always going to struggle. So I have to have something in there to increase that perceived value. Well, that, um, that kind of leads to my next question. And that's, you know, how can a small business compete with these? Well, how do you get a level playing field when you have a larger brand that you're trying to compete against and you're only a small business? I think it's a great question. And um, I, I use the phrase, I don't know if you've ever come across it. Um, I use the phrase digital Davids, you know, the sort of the famous story of David versus Goliath. And how did, what was it that David did to beat the giant? So Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book recently, let's say recently, it was a few years ago now called David versus David and Goliath, which is a phenomenal book um, talking about how you can take something which on the outside looks like um, a disadvantage and flip it and turn it to your advantage, if that makes sense. And one of the things that Gladwell brings out in his book is actually David played the game according to his rules and not Goliath's rules. And I think when you're starting out, when you're a small entrepreneur, how do you how do you beat the giants? You have to play the game, I think, according to a different set of rules. And I think a good, uh, to keep using the same drum, a good way to do that is to be, authentic for you and have a story that actually captures people's imaginations because no one can copy that i can copy the candles right i i can easily copy the candles what i can't do is easily copy the story and so you have to have a mechanism to create that story and i think as long as you tell that well and tell it effectively i think you can really do some damage for want of a better expression to the bigger brands i think you can really you can make some big dents and so the question then becomes around how do you do that how do you uh how do you find that story how do you tell it in such a way how do you reach your audience perhaps in a way that no one else is doing and this is for me one of the reasons why i mean going back to tiktok why tiktok has just totally blown up and transformed a lot of things is because tiktok gave people like you like me the ability to tell story and attract customers in a way where the big brands were st are still sort of scratching their heads going i've got to dance to music do you know I mean they don't get it they don't understand it and so you've had these smaller guys come in and just totally transform uh, their lives and businesses because they've managed to capture people with their story yeah i couldn't see uh tim cook or uh, bill gates uh, <laughs> doing a dance on tiktok <laughs> no but please i would love to see it uh i would do an actual real one not a, you know not a deep fake video um not not at all but if you again it's that whole thing isn't it you're a digital david you've got to play the rules by your own you've got to play the game by your own rules which actually um you have a lot of advantages which you may or may not realize right so another analogy you're a speedboat not a cruise liner sure a cruise liner is bigger um but it takes years to turn those things around whereas you're a speedboat you can just pivot and change in an instant and i think you should definitely be using that for your advantage you know and and looking at ways of building insane value for your customers and so um actually norm you were on our podcast the e-commerce podcast talking about this very thing weren't you about 
um, increasing perceived value. I think the title of the podcast, which I loved, uh, by the way, can you massively increase perceived value or is it just American hype? Uh, and I, I love that. And so, yeah, how do you do that? How can you do that for your audience? And I think a lot of that comes out in the research. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. But the, the, the ability, like you were talking about, um, for that speedboat to be able to do different things way before, you know, you, you have to have a sit down and get a committee to make sure it's compliant. You could just go, and this is the beauty of being an entrepreneur. Make mm -hmm. a make a choice. Look for different innovative things um, and just go for it. And mm. I'm trying to do that right now with this challenge thing. I don't know if it's going to work. I know nothing about it, but I'm just throwing it out there to see what's going to work, what's not going to work. And that's what I would do with my brand too. I, I wouldn't jeopardize my brand if I've got a certain tone, look, mm. feel. I wouldn't go out there and... Uh, I'd have to make sure that the perceived value, the brand story, um, the consistency of what I was doing mm. would be there. Um, if it's yeah. not, you could you could hurt your brand as well, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> no, you can do totally. And, and and the last thing you want to do is is do that. But again, like you say, as an entrepreneur, you, you've done it. I've done it. You take the same product, you put it in a different bottle, right? Um, you, you give it a new name. You can test things and try things quite quickly and easily. You can... You can play around with that. And I think, why not? Have a go, see what happens. You just, you never know. Right. And if you are getting other people to do this for you, so let's say you are using an influencer. Um, one of the things that I would suggest is making sure that that influencer has the same personality or the same tone that you would be using as a brand. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you've got uh, this highly perceived jewelry and you, you hire a clown, not going to do your brand very, you know, very much. <laughs> I don't think anyways. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And, and unless you can somehow bring that story around, but um, I think, and I think the thing about what you're doing, which I like, and the, the thing that I see a lot of entrepreneurs do, um, which I, again, for me is one of the things which makes it unique to us is we don't actually need a product. We just need a product idea. You can build a website. You can throw that product idea on there. I monitor how many people go to the website, how many people click the buy now button or the find out more button. Um, and you can see, right, is there any mileage in this? Before you've even bought anything to market, you know, you can test that so easily online. You see, we've never had that ability before, never had that facility before. But um, I think it, it's a, in some respects, it sounds like an easy thing to do, but in, in, in other respects, it's very hard for people to go, how could I, how could I test something that's not actually there? You know, I, I need to be able to touch, look and feel. And, um, and I, I don't think you do. I can, I think you can, you can just put something out there quite easily and see if it's going to work before you go to the expense of building the thing. Right. And the other thing too, uh, one of our sponsors rebate, you can give them the product. You can give them 20 or 30 of your product and get feedback from uh, from real buyers, like consumers, mm. on your product. So they'll fill out a survey and tell you what's good, bad, and ugly about your product. Mm. So I think that's important, too. Uh, maybe you yes. are. Maybe you don't have. Maybe you're not targeting the right market, and these people can tell you. I mean, you can also. Uh, I don't know if you know the company. You probably do. But PickFu, you know, you can ask a question, and mm. you can find out. You know, is this true to brand? Mm -hmm. 
uh, again, that strategy is probably the most important strategy out there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have to be honest with you. One of, one of the things that I do, uh, I just go into Amazon and I, I find my products or I find my, the near, you know, our nearest competitors. Just lead, read the reviews. Mm, yep. Just I want to read the five star, the four, all of the different reviews. And I want to read the frequently asked questions because I think it's really interesting, isn't it? If Is that question not being answered by the brand? Is that why it's there? And what have they said in the reviews? And that gives you so many ideas to help, you know, you and your marketing and your brand development, your product development going forward. And it's all there. It's all for free. You just got to read it, right? Right. Exactly. Okay. We are coming down to the bottom of the hour. And if you do have any questions on uh, your brand story or anything we're talking about today, make sure you throw it into the comment section. We'll get it towards the uh, top of the hour. And um, we also have uh, a giveaway today. It's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Um, if you're interested in entering, it's you can enter a hashtag Wheel of Kelsey or hashtag Wheel of Hayden, whatever you like. <laughs> like Hayden a little bit more than hashtag Wheel of Kate. You can even put down hashtag I love Hayden. There you go. Whatever you like, it'll get you entered. Enter, um, <laughs> tag two people. Hashtag and, We Love Matt. Let's try that. There we go. Hashtag We Love Matt. There we go. And you'll get entered. But just tag, 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 tag team. Tag two people. Get a second entry. Now, I don't even know if we have a giveaway today. Matt, did you talk to Hayden about this, or was I did? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did. There is one. Yeah. Okay. What would that be? So I run something. I run an e-commerce mastermind called Cohort and uh, e-commerce cohort. And so we're going to give away a free membership to cohort, which is worth 55 bucks a month. So you get that for free for the next 12 months. Wow. All right. Fantastic. So you can have that e-com cohort uh, mastermind, $55 a month. So it's 600 plus uh, dollars mm -hmm. uh, in Canadian dollars. That's about uh, 10 or 12,000 bucks. So <laughs> You said that I didn't. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hashtag Wheel of Kelsey uh, or Kay Hayden or Matt. Uh, tag two people. You get an enter, a, extra entry. And uh, Hayden, hit the sponsor, please. I want to give a quick shout out to an incredible group of sponsors to help keep this podcast running. The Lunch with Norm podcast would not be possible without the support of the following sponsors. Post Purchase Pro, Clear Ads, Jeff Schick Law, Rebate.com. Honu Worldwide, Digital Blacksmiths, Netfluence, Extreme Power, and Startup Club. Now back to the show. Okay, we're back. And Hayden, I didn't mean to physically hit the supplier, just the button. Press the button. You, did a, <laughs> you, you, you did a good job. You did a good job. You didn't get me in trouble. So, <laughs> okay, let's get back to this. Um, at the beginning, in the uh, intro, I, I talked about mistakes. What kind of mistakes are you, are you seeing uh, suppliers make when they're getting into these strategies? The biggest mistake that I see um, entrepreneurs make when they start online is they just sell what everybody else is selling, uh, and there's no differentiation. Um, and so the, the idea, so for example, you know, like I, I got these candles for like three bucks as better 45 bucks. You kind of think to yourself, man, I could clean up because I could sell those for 20 bucks, be half the price of their competitor. 
um, and still make reasonable profit margins, but it just doesn't work like that, does it? So um, I think for me, the biggest mistake is I don't, I don't think people spend the time researching the products that they're going to sell. And I think they just sell any old stuff. The classic example a few years ago was you, there was a big thing going around, wasn't there? I'm just going to go to AliExpress. I'm going to buy something cheap on there, which I like the look of. I'm going to put it on a Shopify site and I'm going to run Facebook ads to it. Or I'm going to go find a cheap product on AliExpress and I'm going to sit on Amazon. Uh, the trouble is 20,000 people are doing the same thing. And so mm-hmm. it then becomes this kind of, how do you, you know, if you're walking around Ikea, for example, how would you differentiate every room if it all looked the same, if they're all beige with this? Do you know what I mean? It just would be, be really boring. And so I think I just don't see people thinking about the products that they sell. And I think you, there are two things that you have to think about when it comes to your product. Number one, is there a demand for it? Appreciate it's an obvious question, but again, so many times people sell products there's no demand for. Um, and number two is how 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 much do I know about that product? And if I don't know an awful lot, can I learn something? You know, because it's that knowledge which will enable me to tell the story and that will help me increase the perceived value that's going to help me do all these other things, uh, which will really, really drive it. And so if you don't have those two things, you've got a, a real problem. And so I get that there are commodities out there. So if, you, if I wanted to just be a commodity salesperson, then fine. And I, I think there are good strategies with that. But I think with e-commerce, if you're especially on your own website, I just I don't see it working anymore. I have to be honest. Yeah, I, I'll give you a great example. It's right here. I'm doing a little promo video later on today about it. Ah, where do I put it? I got stuff everywhere now. But, you know, just I'm, I'm laugh. Go ahead. You're going to laugh. But Let's gummies, gummies are everywhere, right? Yeah. Not extra fiber poop like a champion. <laughs> Look at that. So the, the name. Okay. Uh, but don't forget. Great name. Don't forget. You've got the cereal poop like a champion. Mm-hmm. And this cereal, and I got to tell you, like the, the brand is great. Um, the quality of the product's great. They've gone out and they've taken something. They've made it a bit better. Targeting uh, like a, a different market, more mm-hmm. of a health market, um, and they're getting a really good buck for the cereal and for the gummies and everything else that they're doing. And I wanted to point that out because you could get the gummies, you can get tons of gummies, you know, and and go and get them manufactured or formulated for you. They did their research, they knew who their audience was, mm-hmm. and they came out with this extra fiber added into these gummies. Yeah. So, you know. I thought like we, we were on the to- topic of bully sticks. We might as well go over to poop like a well, champion. Why not? But, yeah, yeah. The other side, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway, um, I just think that it, it, that part is so important. And if you mm. don't, if you do that Me Too product, uh, it, it's crazy. It's, a, it's already a stab in the back. You're going to just yeah, yeah. die on the grapevine. I, I saw this um, with a plastic shoe stretcher. So... So a plastic shoe stretcher was selling and there was seven people selling the exact same plastic shoe stretcher with the highest reviews being three and a half stars. Wow. That was, that was the max. Why would somebody go out and be selling that if they see the research? Um, anyways, it was, yeah. uh, it, but the person that had the, and th- those were six ninety nine. the person that had the wooden shoe stretcher, 
they were selling for $99, $99 because mm. it fit the whole foot. And they were doing a hundred thousand in sales. These guys were doing at tops. It was 3,500 in yeah. sales. So again, thinking outside of the box, doing something yeah. differently. Okay. Anything else, any other mistakes that you can think of? Yeah, I mean, there's there's mistakes in every area, isn't there? You can talk about whether there's mistakes in our product, there's mistakes in um, understanding the customer story and not taking the time to research that. I've seen people make mistakes in their marketing, thinking that everything comes down to a silver bullet where it doesn't. I think you hear stories of silver bullets, just like you hear stories of a guy that goes to Alibaba, buys a cheap product, puts it on Amazon and makes a million. It's the exception, it's not the rule, right? Right. And... Um, and so, you know, with marketing, that just marketing comes down to the consistent use of proven principles, right? It just does. <laughs> you know, you, all the rest of it is beautiful and nice, but it only works if there's consistent use of what I would call the proven principles. So you've got to do the basics well. And if and people don't and they, they put all their eggs in the sort of the silver bullet type thing. And I just... I, it all becomes a bit gimmicky and it, it doesn't fit their brand or their lifestyle. And, and that silver bullet only lasts like six weeks tops before the next silver bullet is apparently coming along and they've invested all their time and energy in it. And it's, it's now no longer there. And so, you know, there's, there's those kind of mistakes. I see people making mistakes in um, what I would call for me, the, one of the biggest opportunities that you have, unless you are solely an Amazon business, but if you're doing your own fulfillment, your own distribution, the biggest opportunity that no one seems to be doing anything with is the opening experience and just making that sing and, and delivering a little bit of wow into that area will totally transform your repeat orders uh, to, to ways which you cannot really understand. Uh, but my experience is it massively changes everything. And so uh, I see people making mistakes there. I mean, all over norm in, in some respects but i think for me the biggest ones around product and customer research still you know because they're foundational they're the, the things which drive everything you know if you've done that well you tend not to do the silver bullety thing with the marketing you tend to have a better opening experience you know right and i, I guess we could talk uh, about budget as well uh, and cash flow around marketing and where's mm. the biggest like we, we talk about this uh with our team Where's the ROI? Um, you can spend a lot of money because somebody says TikTok's the best platform, but it might not give you the best ROI. Mm -hmm. um, should I spend it on Google ads or should, uh, you know, maybe it's uh, some other form of social media ad. Um, maybe it's just driving traffic directly to your website using some other means. But uh, this all comes into your digital marketing strategy as well. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the cash flow or if you don't have the ROI, you can sink your ship pretty quick. You really can. <laughs> you really can because you're talking tens of thousands. I mean, we spend tens of thousands of uh, dollars every month on paid media. And if you're not on that, if you're not watching that game, you can. You may as well just open the door and throw the money out the window for all the good it's doing. In fact, that might be better because I might get people crowding around my warehouse. You know, there you go. The next time I was going to do it. Yeah. Um. You know, it's one of those, isn't it? I always think the best form of marketing. Um. Take the short termism of paid media out, and it, we do do paid media, like say tens of thousands of bucks every month, which generates a you know the top of funnel type stuff. The best form of marketing or the best place to spend your marketing budget, I think, is on your customer. 
And so doing things like um, referral marketing, so, you know, if you do the refer a friend thing, um, you refer a friend, you get this, they get that, everybody wins. Well, why not? And do that super well, you know. Um, I saw Ikea do something, uh, which I, at the time I thought was absolutely nuts. <laughs> but then we tried it on our website and then I never thought it was nuts again. I thought it was inspired genius. And what they did was... Um, they had this campaign at around a Christmas time a few years ago, where if you bought a Christmas tree, and let's say the Christmas tree they were selling was 70 bucks. It wasn't, it wasn't crazy money, but it wasn't cheap. It was like 70 bucks. And you could buy this Christmas tree, this real Christmas tree. What they did was they said, if you buy a Christmas tree for 70, 70 bucks, we will give you a voucher to spend in the store to the value of $70, right? Um, but the voucher wasn't valid until like two weeks time. So you couldn't buy the Christmas tree and then go in the store and spend just 70 bucks. Um, and so what was interesting was they said it was valid for quite a short amount of time, actually, like two, three weeks, which would have been their quietest two or three weeks in the year. And they wanted to drum up, you know, trade into the, into the factories and, and the showrooms there. And so we thought, we should try this. You know, if you buy this today for 35 bucks, some kind of starter kit, we will give you a gift voucher for 35 bucks to spend on our website. Um, but that has to be a separate purchase. And there are some terms and conditions associated with that. And everybody, everybody went nuts for it. It was genius. I was like, I'm really intrigued by this, you know? And so this is where I think we can, in, we can sort of invest our marketing budget is in things like that so obviously that kit didn't cost me 35 bucks i wasn't really giving away 35 bucks on my website but i understood that actually there was a value to it and i understood that getting someone back to my website for a second time is one of the most valuable things that i can do and once they've been back a second time they are much more likely to become a third fourth fifth time customer and, and their lifetime value goes up disproportionately if I've got them back a second time. So getting somebody back to buy from me again becomes really, really important. Um, and it's why subscription websites are always more valuable than first-time sales sites, even if their turnover is exactly the same. Because you know with a subscription, the customers get used to coming back time and time again. And so invest your marketing into your customers, for me, is, is a no-brainer of a strategy. Yeah, that's a that's a great idea, and I agree a hundred percent on that. Recurring, like if you've got subscription model, if if my soap is ten bucks, I'll spend ten bucks to get somebody over there. Uh, if you have a crappy brand, uh, maybe that's not the best marketing technique. Yeah, that's but a great way to bankruptcy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it's a good brand, uh, you'll probably pull off a repetitive or a repeat customer. Mm -hmm. um, the other area that I like, um, and like post post. Post Purchase Pro is one of our sponsors, but they really got me thinking about uh, taking advantage of email and keeping our name in front of the customer and keeping mm. our, like just even with SMS, but really just keeping focused and either um, sending an email out to them once a week, just letting them know health benefits, whatever, mm. um, not always sales. And that's actually like with the Lunch With Norm deals, that's what we're doing with the deal site. Mm. Every single day, there's an. This is not a plug, by the way. I'm just saying, <laughs> if I could be a plug, it's your show. Plug it away. It's fine. Lunch with Norm deals. <laughs> www. <laughs> so, anyways, with Lunch with Norm deals, uh, we're going to be doing as it, this part hasn't started yet, but this is the the way to get people to come back. Mm -hmm. Is it's a new 
heavily discounted product deal every day. So we have the deals that'll be there. That hopefully there'll be thousands of deals, but there'll be that one deal every day that people can come back mm -hmm. and take a mm -hmm. look at. We're spending the money on the advertising and getting people to come. Hopefully that's the hook to get people to come back yeah. and look. Yeah. Oh. And that works as long as your email marketing or your 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 um your SMS, whatever it is you do to contact them once you've got them the first time. Uh, as long as you've got that messaging right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a great strategy. I mean, you know, within marketing, the the company that can pay the most to attract the client ultimately wins, right? And so um, you've, you've, you've got to be willing to pay in effect more than the next person to gather, to gather that customer. And if you understand lifetime value, as in it's not just that one sale, but we think they're going to buy from us six times over the next 18 months, which means their lifetime value is not X, but it's Y. Well, then you understand what you can spend, you know, in, in terms of gathering that customer. And I think things like that work super well. But you, if you go down that strategy, you've got to make sure your follow-up comms are bang on. Uh, mm. You know, I mean, bang on. Uh, otherwise, you're constantly going to struggle. Uh, and, you know, one thing I'm probably 100% sure of is that you listen to every lunch with Norm at noon, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, so you would recognize that uh, our last guest, while you were listening to it, uh, was Simply Note. And I'm just, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not assuming, but yeah, 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 no, yeah that you do listen to Lunch with Norm <laughs> every day. But, <laughs> but anyways, uh, one of the things that he was talking about is a, a truly handwritten note that goes out mm -hmm. either in the package, personalized, mm -hmm. or you send out a card just thanking them or yeah. it could even be your subscri uh, subscription. If you've got a subscription going, yeah. just all the instructions, but it's handwritten rather than, uh, and it's not, it, it's not like the, the kind that are just digitally printed. Mm -hmm. These ones are actually with a pen. I thought that was a brilliant idea. He was just on, and that's exactly what we're talking about. Going that one step further yeah. to get that customer to go, wow, th this company's special. Yeah, I mean, we've done that. We've done that a lot, the handwritten. Mm -hmm. And actually, we use technology to help us with it. So um, we had a secret code that we put on the packing slip. So the girls and the uh, girls and boys in the warehouse, they can sit and they, when they see that code that they know that there's something they need to do. And so sometimes they would write um, handwritten notes. Sometimes they would put in there things like um, a handwritten note with a gift voucher and just saying, hey, listen, we noticed I, I pick and pack in the in the warehouse. I've seen your name come up a couple of times. Just really appreciate you um, constantly buying from us because it's because of people like you that I have a job. Or, do you know what I mean? Something like that. And put and just and just say, you know what? Every day I get to give a gift voucher to a, a great customer. Um, and today I chose you. Thanks for being a, a, a great client. About that us. is a very good idea. Super easy to do, right? Super yeah. easy. And so the client gets a handwritten note with a five, uh, and the gift vouchers have to be much. It could be like five bucks or something like that. But to feel that uniqueness um, and to feel that special, we did this thing where um, when you send emails out, you get the out of office notifications, right? And so um, if you use an email provider, it's hard to read these. Um, but there are ways you can do it. And so you, what, I, what I was really curious to know is how many people we were emailing, especially with the company that we had, because it was a beauty company. I, I sold it last year. 
But because our clientele was 95% female, I'm like, how many of these ladies go off on maternity leave? Uh, and so I, we started getting looking at the bounce back emails. And we like, every time we did an email, we got like three or four emails back from, uh, from customers because we sent thousands of emails saying, oh, I'm now on maternity leave. If you need help, here's such and such person. So we were like, this is brilliant. And so we'd go and find that customer in the database. We'd get their home address because that's normally where the products were sent. And we would send them these little maternity packs just with like a little baby grow, some, you know, baby ah. products for, for mums to be and stuff like that. Not, not charging them for them. And they didn't cost us a whole great deal to put together, to be honest with you. Um, but we sent out these maternity packs. Just there you go. Guess who comes back and buys from us time and time again, right? Wow. Just amazing stuff. And people sending us photographs of their kids and the baby grows, posting them on social media. I mean, all that kind of stuff you just can't buy. So, so you're getting your user-generated content that way as well. Oh, absolutely. People, people love to share photos of the kids, don't they? And so, yeah, I, I think you can do all kinds of things like that. If you just think about it outside the box and ask yourself, listen, if I was this customer, what would, what would help me? What would really make me go, these guys are amazing? Um, and obviously some things you just can't do because of costs. But there's always a way to figure it out and go, oh, there's definitely something more I can do that's really going to take this to the next level, you know? Yeah, those. I, I guess it just takes a little bit of sitting down for a few minutes and trying to figure out what you can do for your uh, for your customer. Mm -hmm. Like that one, just seeing the emails bouncing, that's brilliant. Because uh, who are they going to love? They're going to mm -hmm. love you, you and your company. You know, it's great. Um, okay, so nineteen years of experience. Let's talk about this now. Just uh, maybe a short list of things that you can just, uh, uh, well, how about a, a, a short list of things that, uh, let's see, old guy trying to think again. Uh, <laughs> what, has, what has 19 years of e-commerce taught you? How's that? That's a great question, Norm. Um, I think I, I, I did an event the other night, um, funnily enough, around cohort, the, the mastermind group. And I did this video, which is currently up on YouTube, actually, uh, for the next couple of days. But it's the, the, the thumbnail reads my $38 million mistake. And I made a mistake back in 2012 that I think cost us about $38 million in lost revenue. Mm. And you look back over your time in e-commerce and you kind of go, there are some things we have done really well, like... Um, you know, figuring out customer story, sitting in the customer's shoes. We have something called toilet seat marketing, um, which uh, which always, you know, helps us. And it's, in fact, I have, um, I'll show you now, um, always by the side of my chair, uh, to go with your poop like a, a pro or whatever it was, poop like a champion, um, I have a toilet seat. And what I like to do is like, you know, we do this really well. It's like, I want you, we get the guys to sit on toilet seats because there's the theory being when you go to um, a toilet store, right? Uh, a friend of mine used to clean them, was a cleaner, and he always won awards for the cleanest toilet stores. And people, the other people, the other cleaners were like, how do you constantly win awards? And he told this story, and this is why I use it. Um, he told this story that 
you know, the, everybody else would go into the toilet store. They'd open the doors, they'd scrub the walls, they'd clean the toilet, and then they'd go. And he said, I did exactly the same thing, but I did one thing differently. And that is I turned around and I sat down on the toilet and I cleaned the toilet store from that point of view, because from that point of view, you have the most important point of view, right? It's the, it's the most important one. It's the one that counts. That's why he always got the high customer accolades. And so that story, I think, has always stuck in my head to the point where we get people to sit on toilet seats to just literally think of things from their customer's point of view. And I think we've been really good at that over the years, the toilet seat thinking. What happened was we became so good at one or two things that we got siloed. Um, so we became great at marketing. We became great at these sort of experiences. And we that's what we focused in on more than anything else. And we doubled down on it because we were so good at it. And to be honest, because we enjoyed it. But that meant that I didn't think about the rest of my e-commerce business. And I think there's sort of seven key areas you have to think about. So if, if I'm if I'm really good at two or three, you can see, well, actually, there's still three or four, Matt, that's not quite right. Uh, and because of that, we, we got to a place in 2012 where we almost lost everything overnight. And it's because we'd got quite siloed and we didn't think about the business as a whole. So I would say my my biggest lesson, having been in e-commerce for, for 20 years now, is to say e-commerce is about all of these elements working in harmony and you can't afford to get siloed. You can't afford to, you know, not keep up in some respects, but you definitely can't afford to get siloed. And you have to work on your, your whole e-commerce business if you want any chance of success in the long run. And really, that's, that's my my sort of lesson in a nutshell. Very good. You uh, you just hung there for a second. So that was the reason for delay. Ah. <laughs> Any, anyway, um, yeah, so important. And I, I like to uh, also just say that your strategy changes every quarter. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, you, you might be using one thing that worked this quarter Maybe, you know, uh, twice a year, you sit down and talk about it. But if you're only doing it once a year, if you're doing it at all, there's a lot of companies that don't even do any form of strategy sessions. Um, you're missing the boat mm. because what was good when you first started off might not be something that would work uh, now that you're three months into it. Uh, getting into a brand that's been around for a bit uh, is very important, especially if you have VAs that are working with you mm. that you take the time, uh, you set up a, 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 a day, spend a few hours. Like I, I know with um, one of the pet brands that we have, the uh, CEO of that company spends two days with the whole team. It's a big brand, but they come in and it doesn't matter who you are, uh, but you're, you're, it's, he's got a set, he brings in a professional moderator too. And it's, a planning session like none other. I've been able to sit on a couple and it's really cool the way that they mm. do this. And just to give you an idea, the company went, uh, this is over a year and a half from 10 mil to 45. You could That's never achieve, uh, achieve that, achieve that, achieve that uh, with just not planning, mm. Mm. you know? And now they, 
these guys are experts I mean, they know their stuff. And, uh, you know, I'll just throw it out there, Howard. I don't know if you want to make any comments, but, um, you know, uh, these large brands, uh, that are online, you have to constantly keep up with technology as well. Technology, like look at what's happening with GBT right now. Mm. It's all over. Everybody's talking about it. And, you know, how can that improve your listings? How could that improve anything that you're doing? It's always changing. So mm. just, I just wanted to add on to what you were saying. Yeah, it's very true. Very true. I'm really intrigued, um, Norman. I, I, you know, where is AI taking it all? You know, what, what's going to be happening in e-commerce? And to the point where I was talking to my son about this because my son's doing a degree in theoretical physics, as you do. Uh, not my choice, but, you know, his. And um, and I, I was talking to him about it because he's got very much into machine learning and AI. Uh, and I'm like, I think... If you could write AI, which in effect designs your website on the fly. So you go to the to AI and say, I want a website. I'm selling these products. These are the customers. These are the background on the customers. And that's it. You know, you've 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 got no other information. And it goes away, does the research, comes back and goes, but I think you need these colors. This is a kind of a cool logo. And um, I think the website should be laid out like this. And then it kind of tweaks it as it goes along. I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm really intrigued to see, you know, where it goes, uh, AI in the future with with all of this sort of stuff. And yeah, keeping it with technology is just it's <laughs> it's, it's going to be absolutely yeah. great. When I was um, in high school, uh, I, I was talking to my teacher at the about this, and he was saying, you know. Over 10,000 years, it took this long. And then when we hit the um, uh, Industrial Revolution, it, it sped up time this long. Mm -hmm. When I was talking to him, he said, uh, uh, technologies, uh, is, <laughs> technology is changing every seven years. That's how old I am, mm -hmm. right? Like, I, I think Morse code was <laughs> just coming out. But uh, <laughs> now it's so fast. Yeah, as ridiculous. soon as you get on it, there's something else. Now, this is mm. what is a little bit scary because when you take a look at, you know, where Dali, Midjourney, all these, um, uh, at least the art uh, AI uh, platforms are going, I'm seeing improvements almost every day with mm. what they can do, how they can do it. Yeah. Then you take it over onto the customer service side or research side, or like I wrote a book. Uh, I wrote a book. Uh, I wrote... <laughs> They wrote a book. It wrote a book uh, for me in a, about three hours, mm. you know, and it was a very good book. It's about press releases. You'll be seeing it. It'll be authored by Norm Farrar uh, on Amazon very shortly. But these are the things that you can do to build authority. Yeah. And you don't even have to be the authority. Yeah. I mean, it's, but this is what's happening. Yeah, I know, you know, press releases, and this is where at least because I think I'm somewhat of an expert with uh, with that side of things. Mm -hmm. I read exactly what it said from uh, the anatomy of a press release to like every single chapter, and I got it to write engaging titles. I got it to write uh, to write snippets for Twitter. Mm -hmm. It wrote everything. And uh, wait till wait wait a month. Wait two months. I'm really keen to see your book. Yeah, yeah. What's that? I'm really keen to to see your book now. Yeah, I'm, I'm the guy with the beard. Um, so <laughs> anyway, 
Um, yeah, it's it's just I know we've gone down a completely. I knew we'd do this. A different <laughs> rabbit hole. Yeah, sorry. But it's something that's so important right now. Mm -hmm. And we are going to be uh, one of the things that uh, I'm going to be trying to do is getting people that are more involved in the uh, AI community to come on mm. board and start talking mm. because it is important. Um, I just just was talking to an incredible company about an AI tool that's made specifically for Amazon. Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah, I can Un imagine it is. Unbelievable. So anyways, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I can imagine it is. It's, um, it's, it's one of those, isn't it, where you kind of, I do think AI is going to keep changing and keep evolving and our technology will change and evolve as a result. But if I was to bring this back full circle, Norm, uh, just like you know, I, any good podcast host would in my head, I suppose, if I was to bring it back full circle, um, uh, I, would, I would say, yes, AI is going to be important, but that's never going to discount the ability of human story uh, and the ability to do that well. I think you could have the, the most complete AI website, but will it outperform a website over here set up by an outlier, set up by a guy who's just got a really passionate, you know, really passionate story, real heart for something, and he's put it on, on the web and he's talking about it and he's doing the Facebook lives or the YouTube lives or he's got the podcast, which is something that I think everyone should have. But, you know, you've got all that stuff going on there. I, I'm really curious to see which one would perform. Yes, the AI is clever and it can optimize on the fly and it can increase conversions. But there's something about that human interest, that human story that's still going to draw us thousands of years later, I think. Yeah, and we'll see when that takes over as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So, and just so uh, I don't know if you've heard about this uh, app from Microsoft now, they had, I don't think it's formally been released, but um, you talk to it for three seconds and it can mimic you. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah. heard about this? Yeah, I use um, I use a product called Descript uh, to do, uh, we use it in, in our, uh, uh, the guys use it to edit the podcast and the videos. And again, it's the same thing. You talk to Descript, and if you make a mistake on the podcast, you can type in what you should have said, yeah, and it will it will mimic your voice, and it will do it how it should do it. Yeah, it's incredible what it can do now. Yeah, so it's only going to get bigger and faster, better, oh, and more scary, <laughs> and more scary. Yeah, yeah. All right, sir. Well, that's it. I know I have a few other questions, and we could just talk forever, but um, just. First of all, you know, thanks for coming on. And how can people get a hold of you? Uh, and what was the name of your podcast and your mastermind group? You're as busy as I am. <laughs> I'm still learning from you, Norm. <laughs> um, now, if you, uh, the best way to, to, to find out more about uh, me and what was going on, just head over to ecommercecohort.com. Um, there's more information about Cohort there, which is the mastermind. I'll tell you about all the information's on there. Uh, and then if you just want to connect with me personally, just Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, just go search for Matt Edmondson. I'll come up, uh, the e-commerce guy. Uh, and then the podcast is just called the e-commerce podcast. Simple as that. So just search the e-commerce podcast with Matt and hopefully Google will do its thing and you'll find us. Awesome. And it's an awesome podcast. I've had a chance to listen to it. So uh, a few times. So uh, check it out. All right. 
So we'll be heading over to the Wheel of Kelsey, Hayden, Matt in a second. Uh, tag two people and you get a second entry. This will be your last choice, a chance before we go over to it. And uh, Hayden, why don't we go to the last word from our sponsor and then we'll head over to the wheel. I want to thank Jeff Schick Legal for sponsoring this episode of Lunch with Norm. You've probably heard on the podcast about Amazon suspensions. They're very real. It can happen at any time. And when it does happen, how do you get out of it? How does the little guy like you and me get out of these suspensions without paying an arm and a leg in legal fees? This is where Jeff Schick Legal is here to help. For a very low monthly retainer, for only $89, get access to Amazon attorney Jeff Schick. That's right. You can sit back, relax, enjoy that cup of coffee while listening to the Lunch with Norm podcast, knowing that you have an advocate and a partner in your business success. But wait, just mention Lunch with Norm and receive 50% off the first two months. Get the protection you need and visit jeffschick.com today. That's J-E-F-F-S-C-H-I-C-K.com. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, so Hayden, uh, I think we've got one last person that just came in, and that's uh, Wayne Hills. Oh, yeah, he's okay. in there. All right, so we've done this before. You don't, you know, you don't have to turn your volume down there, Matt. Uh, I think just hit that button, Hayden, and off to the wheel. Here we go. Just give me one sec. Want the um, Jeopardy song? Yeah, I need it. <laughs> Drastically. Uh, <laughs> You want me to do the dance, my TikTok dance? <laughs> yes, please. <clears throat> Viewership went, just went through the roof. Uh, okay, uh, so right. we got a bunch of people today. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right, three, two, one. Oh. Who is it? Who is it? Oh, man, Rad. Looks like it's Rad. Perfect. There you go, Rad. Okay. I think you're going to love that. Congrats, Rad. And uh, just, yeah, yeah. I, Rad, you've won a few uh, few times. So just uh, reach out to Kelsey at k at lunchwithnorm.com and he'll get you the information, okay? So congrats once again, Rad. Yeah, and, I look uh, forward to seeing you in there, but Yeah, yeah, and he's awesome. He's got great products as well. So um, he's going to, it's perfect for him. So anyways, Matt. Thank you, sir, for coming on. It was awesome oh, to have a, another podcast with you. Yeah, absolutely. I will always enjoy our conversations. I'm looking forward to the next one. You will absolutely get that email. We might have to <laughs> wait a month or two, but uh, yeah, we'll get you back. <laughs> no, I was thinking more we'll get you on ours as well. We just keep trading back and forth. Hey, I so. love it. I love it. But uh, no, thank you again. It's always just a, a pleasure to talk to you. And, uh, you know, it's just... It's just fun. It's just uh, a great time. And you're always dropping knowledge. So um, thank you. No, I appreciate you having me back on. It's been great. No problem. All right. So thanks, Matt. And I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. Matt taught, taught us a ton of different things, gave us some great ideas. And uh, I think, Hayden, is there anything else that we have to say before we take off? Just a reminder to like us wherever you find our podcasts um also make sure you join the facebook group where we'll be announcing uh the future guests for the rest of the week um and there's obviously a ton of great discussion in the group there too um but like a lot of great questions posted by the community 
and then of course norm gets in there and answers uh as much as he can uh so, so if you're not chat, a part that's of, that's gbt but or gp yeah, it's, it's actually everything is <laughs> chat gbt generated <Yeah. laughs> actually this whole podcast like these are all uh yeah yeah i'll, I'll just <laughs> so deep fake this is all, uh, yeah. yeah video uh, so uh yes so thank you everybody if uh if you like what you heard today always uh always love to see reviews uh you know no, no pressure but those that give five star get 20 bucks no just joking just joking <laughs> <laughs> anyway we will see you later i'm going to keep everybody uh updated on the zero to a hundred thousand challenges it is going to be an uphill battle but uh i hope to achieve that by december 31st all right that's it for us today hayden almost hit the button i have to say one last thing i almost forgot Join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. We love this community. You guys are awesome. We could not do this podcast without you. And please, if you're not part of the community, join us at uh, uh, Lunch with Norm uh, in our Facebook group. Thanks a lot, and we will see you on Wednesday. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcasts, click over here. Lunch with the lunch with the lunch with